Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 27. I'm Francis Rose. I'm Robert Shea. And I'm very excited about this episode. I would say this if the person who's responsible for this event was not sitting right next to us. Um, the Service to America medals that the Partnership for Public Service does every year, to me, is the best event in Washington without fail every year. And I'll tell you a very quick story about my Sammy's experience. Be, this year will be the fourth one that I've been to. So two years before the first one I went to, I was invited, as with Federal News Radio, and I was invited, and I accepted. And, or No, I declined that year. I didn't go. The next year... You're sure this is going to be interesting? <laughs> I accepted, and then the day of, I couldn't go. And I felt bad. And then the next year, I went, and I, for the first time, this would have been four years ago, and I will never miss another one again, because it's just the most wonderful event in Washington every year. I agree with you. I think I learned that lesson before you did. Yes. I have never missed one. I think it's really? true that I've been to every – Max knows this because I show up early and stay late. He's like, someone kick him out. <laughs> but it is, it is the finest. It's a great celebration of public service and the work that public servants do on behalf of the American people. Max Steyer is the president and CEO of the Partnership for Public Service. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. I just sit here and listen. So, now you got in to get yeah. in and mix it up. All right. I'll do my best. I'm, I'm like in company of giants here, so i got to be careful. I love a guest like Max. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're very glad you're here. What's the genesis of this? How long have you been doing it? Has Robert been to everyone? <laughs> I think Robert has been to everyone. He's got that little notebook with a stamp like uh-huh. each and every time. Like a passport. Like the passport, exactly Perfect. right. And uh, you just call me a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kindness. Yeah. That's Kindness. I believe that's a compliment. So um, you, we've been doing it for 17 years, I believe, is the count, although I'm losing track myself here. And the idea was really straightforward at the beginning, which was um, no organization gets better if all you do is kick it. And we wanted to create a program to lift up the stories of great achievement inside the government. And we started this program, actually, with Atlantic Media uh, 17 years ago. Now we do it on our lonesome. But we really appreciated their help in getting it going. Uh, and year one, I remember very clearly the stories just blowing me away, uh, you know, tears in my eyes and thinking to myself, oh, my God, um, we're done. Mm-hmm. Like, we've done it. We've, like, told the story of government, and now what the heck happens in year two? Right. Year two rolls along, and you're like, you know, stories are unbelievable and only getting better because more people know about it. And you're like, we've done it. Uh, and now every year since, it's been, I don't want to jinx ourselves in any which way, <laughs> but it really is incredible, and it speaks to the power of government doing it right. Mm-hmm. And the individuals in government who, you know, individually and collectively really produce amazing return for the American public. And we talked a bit right beforehand. We started this program thinking that this was about telling the story of government to the public, and we have since learned that while that's a huge value, An even bigger part of what we need to do is to create a recognition culture inside government itself. And that means telling these stories in a way that gets out through the the, the workforce itself. And again, something that I think your podcast is so important to doing is is getting these stories out. Um, Because most federal workers don't know about these stories. They don't have 
the knowledge that they ought to have about the good things that are happening by their colleagues, and it's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite uh, awardee, one of the stories that really exemplifies the program? You know, there are so many, and every year there are more. Um, there are some that stick out for different reasons. Uh, you know, one that is a, a highlight for me because it was, I may have even been our first year, was the team that produced the Do Not Call Registry. And one of the reasons why I loved it is it, you know, just sparked this phenomenal uh, standing ovation. I remember that. So Everybody like, cheered. Yes. Do not call us. Well, you list. think about it, like, you know, hundreds of millions of Americans right. having their meals in peace. Everybody you know, got their dinner big, back exactly. until the iPhone took over, exactly. of course. Well, yeah, exactly. So the, that was a contribution. And, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's everything from the... You know, the scientists at NIH who developed immunotherapy, you know, the first time you can actually deal with cancer without trying to, you know, kill the cancer before you kill the person, uh, you know, using the body's own self-defense capabilities to stop cancer. I mean, that's just unbelievable, powerful stuff. And I love that uh, story in particular because if you recall the, the, the evening where we recognized him, our last honoree got up and said, hey, by the way, I'm alive because, I remember of, that too. because of, of his work. So, so at this like event, a, yeah. there's always the moment at which you begin to weep, and my, the way I judge them is well, how soon it is. Well, where you I'm, begin to weep. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. there, there's always a, a, a poignant moment or two in yeah. that event that really hits home the value that, that these folks bring to their work. Um, that That is absolutely true. I went back and looked, Max, and this will be the seventh year between radio and television that I have had the privilege of meeting and interviewing yeah. at least 10 or 15 of these finalists every single wow. year. Yeah. And I recall a moment similar to what you just described. I think it was my third year, so I would have still been at the radio station then. Yeah. And um, your team approached us and... Um, my producers and I sat down and said, do we want to do this again this year? And my response was, these stories can't possibly be as good as what we've had the last two right. years. I don't know. And we started to look at the finalists. I'm like, where do they keep finding these people? Right. And that's the issue. I mean, year and again, we're in year seven, and I just talked to a couple of the finalists again within the past couple of weeks. Yeah, Food for Peace program. Yeah, and just the things that the people are doing are unbelievable. Right, and I wonder how you go about generating those the nominations. Right, to then be narrowed down to these finalists that we get to learn. Right. About. Well, I I do think I mean you. Th what is our government? It's it's our you know primary tool. Uh, as a society to deal with our biggest problems. I mean, that's fundamentally what it is. And it's the only tool we have that has the imprimatur of the public and the taxpayer resources behind it. So you think about the scale and scope. We ought to have these stories because they're dealing with the crazy world that we have to deal with. I believe that we're still just scratching the surface, and this comes back to the lack of a recognition culture in government. I don't think people, especially feds, they're the most modest group in the universe. And I don't think they put their stories forward. I don't think they tell their stories very effectively. And so I'm quite confident that we're missing out on a lot of these good things. So what do we do? Everything and anything we possibly can. And that means, you know, top down, talking to agency leaders, trying to get them to surface stories. I will say this is a big problem in our government that the leaders themselves don't know about the good things that are happening in their own organizations. And even when we produce these SAMEs, we don't see enough leaders 
taking these stories and pushing them through their organization. That doesn't happen. We, pu- we try to get them to do it. That doesn't happen enough. But we go to leaders. We go to any uh, organization of employees that exist out there. We go to the larger community, the contractors, and we try to get them to identify the good work that is happening. Um, we, we do everything possible. And at the end of the day, we wind up with usually between four to 500 nominations. We look to the former SAMI's honorees to help us do the triage. So we, between the partnership staff and the former SAMI's folks, we go through each and every one of those stories. In today's world, you can do a pretty darn good public vet, uh, and you have the inside information from the SAMI's honorees themselves. So we then narrow that down to the group of finalists, and we do that internally, and there's an awful lot of you know, back and forth in conversation inside the partnership about who makes the cut, who doesn't. Uh, and, you know, again, bluntly, there are going to be folks on the cutting room floor that, you know, are really, truly indistinguishable in terms of the impact that they're having. But that's life. Mm-hmm. And then we have a great group of, you know, leaders that then ultimately choose the winners, although I believe that they're all winners. Right. So give us a sample, can you, of, of the, this year's winners? Well, not that this year's winners. I can give you some the of the winners. Like the yeah, 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 Tell yeah, us about yeah, some yeah, of the finalists. finalists. So, you, you know, again, it's try and get him to <laughs> slip up. <laughs> That's easy to do, and You're you know sneaky. it, too. Yeah, so it doesn't take a lot for me there. But they're, they're an, you know, a great range, and it's everything from an amazing program that has uh, uh, called Power Africa, where there are literally 50 million Africans that have power through a public-private partnership run by the U.S. government to engage companies and government agencies in creating infrastructure in Africa, uh, to uh, you know, a team from the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission that you know uh, broke a, 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 a scheme in Western Union or you, where people use Western Union to defraud uh, people of over six hundred million dollars. You've got you know on the law enforcement side uh, an amazing prosecutor who brought down a big group of uh, you know the M thirteen gang. Um, you've got medical issues that are unbelievable. The woman who really. Uh, created our entire understanding of child uh, development problems. I mean, she's been at this for her entire career at the CDC. We've got you know folks that have dealt with the Zika virus. I mean, it's it's everything. You think of, again about any problem that we're addressing as a nation, and there are some federal employees that are doing extraordinary work. So um, the range is intense, and you have I know already or planning on interviewing folks from the VA who have you know really created the best front door. Where they had, you know, hundreds if not thousands of websites. Now they're trying to create an integrated experience for the folks that are trying to get and need to get help. Um, you've got, you know, people who are managing drones uh, in creative ways. So there's this in- awesome NASA uh, guy who is creating the system, the prototype for commercial drones. It's going to be the system that ultimately we use in our country uh, to manage drones across the board. And then you look at another drone story from the Department of Interior. Where this guy has created a whole fleet to deal with all the various issues, fires and, you know, park maintenance and everything. So um, it's amazing. I mean, it really is an extraordinary set of people doing phenomenal things. And if you go to your website or the Sammy's website, you can learn more. My main takeaway uh, from talking to these people, and it's not just this year, it's yeah. the finalists all these years. Um, there are two main takeaways. One is the people are always uniformly universally grateful that anybody really cares about their work even though they're doing these amazing things and you're just scratching the surface yes they can't believe that 
somebody else cares about the work that they're doing. Right. Thank you so much for being interested. Thank you for giving me an opportunity right. to tell my story. I hear that over and over again. Right. And then at the end, I always say, the end of the interview when they're done and they're walking off the set, and I always say, good luck. I hope you would be nice to if you won. Oh, I won't win. This is another thing. Yes. Universe. I won't win. Yes. Because I've read all the, what yes. all the other people have done. Yes. And they think what the other people have done are so much bigger and better yes. than what they've done. Yes. And it's just that worldview is fascinating to me because it's the exact polar opposite of what you would see, I think, in any other field. Yes. Where the impetus would be and the driver of the person's worldview would be, I'm pretty great. Right. And I've achieved something, especially to be recognized for something on the level of what you're team is recognizing right no you i think you put your finger on a bunch of my own observations as well we actually did a study um, with uh, a an organization that does a lot of work in the private sector looking at innovation and compared we asked them to work with us to compare what do innovators look like in the private sector versus what do they look like in the public sector and they took a look at the sammy's people and they were blown away they're like oh my god these people are amazing and they have all the qualities you'd see in the private sector and some more. And one of those we labeled public stewardship. And one of the, the concept there was in the private sector, if you ran into uh, red tape or difficulty in an organization, in a company, you would leave or you would start your own company. And the people inside the federal government don't do that. They make the system work to get the results that they want. So they're the master of the workaround. And they're also committed to the public good. And as you suggest, the modesty is phenomenal. And like you, I go to the, we do a breakfast to honor the finalists in Public Service Recognition Week every every May. And, and they sit around in that breakfast, and you watch them, and they're all looking at each other, oh my gosh, that's amazing what they did. It's amazing what they did. And it's always when, and they're like, there's no way anyone should be paying attention to me. And you're like, no, they should be paying attention to you because what you did was phenomenal. And, and it is, seems baked in. So, t- so you, we were talking a little bit before the before we started about the night, yes, uh, on which you honor um, the Sammy Award winners and finalists. Yes, uh, tell us what um, we can expect from that big night. So, my favorite um, uh, uh, comment that that I get consistently is um, the honorees say, "We feel like Cinderella and the carriages come," and we try to make that um, a real experience. And so, um, no one can like really putting on a tuxedo and we um there are way too many dinners that require black tie you may be an exception robert uh there's no question about that but we make it a black tie dinner for a reason in this instance because these are folks you know that deserve it that don't get this kind of attention so it is a it is a gala it is a you know red carpet experience for the folks that are there um we have you know first uh tier uh food, uh, you know, media presence, everything we possibly can to make this a great experience for them. And, um, and they, and it shows. And so we typically have, you know, some 600, 650 people that are there. It's in the Mellon Auditorium, which is a beautiful, really glorious spot yeah, it, to host is. an event. It is. And it, it's, I mean, I'm an old advanced guy. I love space and this space speaks to me. Partly it's because it's also we should like do a, more We should square. do a show on advanced guys. <laughs> yeah. Not many people know what that meant. But. You know what though? It's a great experience. It taught me so much and uh, to this day that's still valuable. Okay. Show um, number two, Max yeah. Stein. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I bother people. I get in the way of things, and as a result of that too. So it's not so good. Like, like yes, exactly. Like, can't you change that? I try to like not 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 uh, not interfere where I shouldn't be interfering. Um, but so uh, and you know we live stream it. So you know we're trying to build the audience more in that way. You know this year we're going to have Judy Woodruff who will be the MC. We've John Dickerson. We try to get you know um, media personalities to uh, to to bring some excitement to it as well. So. Um, it's all it's a it, the stories are unbelievable and this evening will be an innovation for us because we will be honoring the amazing uh, Sammy's folks and we're also adding a private sector award to recognize a private sector individual who has contributed to the public good and we got Jeff Bezos as our inaugural uh, you know winner of that award so I'm hopeful that that will bring more attention to the federal employees uh, by having him there and Michael Lewis who's got a book coming out that day um, about the federal government will be interviewing him so it should be should be a heck of an evening it's exciting yeah we're almost out of time um, but I just to wrap I just want to tell you again you are a driver behind this but you're a driver and you have a wonderful team at the yep. partnership uh, I don't know how you built it but you're doing something right because every person that I have on my program, radio or TV, over the years has always been fantastic. And they, they know their stuff and they're very well respected in this community. And it, one of the ways that that manifests itself is through this. And I'm just, I'm sold out for what you guys do. Well, you're, you're very kind. It is always a team effort. And I, I, I'm blessed with a, you know, a lot of great colleagues and a great community. I mean, so I appreciate the two of you and, and your folks here. Uh, in, in making this stuff happen. We got a lot of work. We got, we have, a, in my view, this is about celebration, but we have a government in trouble. And, and we need to do more to help our government help us. We need to have you come back and talk about that and yeah. what the paths forward are on that. Max Steyer, uh, President the CEO of Partnership Republic. <laughs> yeah, multiple shows, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Thanks very yeah. much for Thank coming you. in, Thank Max. you so great much. to see you, Robert. Terrific as always. It's nice to talk about it. it it's a great show. Isn't great it? mutual admiration society here. Everybody loves everybody. That's right. It's a good thing. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>